All right. So I've been talking about the seller financing situation that fell through. Um, I'm going to get into that now. So there's a property in uh, Sevierville, Tennessee, Sevier County, Tennessee, Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, uh, Wears Valley, Tennessee, that um, we've been chasing for about a year now. And um, we actually had it under contract. We're the third person that get it under contract um, in 20, was it uh, March of 2022? This is 2023, 2022. We had it under contract. Um, we started do, doing our due diligence on the property, excuse me. And I, it, it was, you know, the guy bought it. I think in 2018, um, the property has seen no life whatsoever. It's just kind of been deteriorating since then. And, um, and so we started doing our due diligence and just come to find out we had contractors come over and the quotes to come to rehab the house. And also there is a driveway bridge that had, has been dilapidated, almost has to be replaced completely. Um, just totally, totally blew our, um, projections out of the water. So we went back to him, uh, apparently just like the other two folks who had the property and contract and try to retrade. And he said, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And so he took it off the market at that time. I mean, you know, he had had it in a contract three different times, all three seller or all three potential buyers came to the same conclusion and which is not one that he was willing to accept. So, um, I, I skip traced him through PropStream during the middle of our uh, dealings there. And um, uh, by the way, PropStream is one of those products that we use. So if you go to w2capitalist.com and there's a tab up there that says product we use, you can find more information about PropStream. But I skip traced him through PropStream and got his number. Uh, first time I called him, told him who I was, it was a very quick conversation. Pretty sure he hung up on me. Um, in, in very anger fashion. And so between that point and now I've taken some opportunities, uh, you know, I wanted to build a relationship with a guy. I, I fell in love with this property. Uh, my wife did too. And, and we just, to us, it's, it's a legacy type product, but we're not going to be able to get conventional financing on it primarily because as we transitioned to full-time entrepreneurship, um, you know, with all of our write-offs for real estate from a tax perspective and an income perspective, we look poor. We look poor on paper, which is part of the name of the game. But when we go and we try to, you know, do some, some financing or get some financing options, there's not any that are appealing. Now, there's some DSCR products out there and some hard money lenders that we could have worked with. Um, you know, but now those rates have gone up to a point where, uh, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, so what I had been building, uh, trying to build this relationship with a seller uh, for the last year, just taking opportunities, you know, here and there. Uh, and I felt like it was, we were building a relationship because he would, he would message me at, at times and say, Hey, when you did your due diligence, didn't you ask to do this? Can you tell me, can you, um, he asked, basically was asking me, hey, where's the septic tank at? And I basically took a you know photo of um, um, an aerial photo of Google Maps, circled it, sent it to him, told him where I thought the drain field lines were and all this other stuff. And, um, you know, kept 
kept kind of pinging him every few weeks or every month or two. And, and then somehow, I can't remember, somehow he and I connected and he made a comment about he's going to, cause it's, it's about three acres and he was going to split the three acres into two parcels and sell them off. And he felt like there was more value in it. And I said, well, would you consider owner financing uh, and just selling me the whole thing? Right. And he said, yes, I'm in. Now here's where it gets a little tricky. And here's where, here's where I, I, my initial thought is now known as the correct one is I've, I've, felt like it was going to take a nosedive. Um, he introduced me to a realtor, uh, a realtor friend of his. Let, let me let me backtrack. He, he, he this gentleman lives in uh, the state of Illinois, properties in Tennessee. He's away on business. He's got a big deal he's working on. I don't know if it's real estate related or not, but just a big deal. And he didn't, he needed somebody to work as an intermediary for him uh, dealing with me. Totally get it. Totally get it. Right. Uh, got higher priorities. Going to try to make this thing work. So he pointed me to his realtor friend who's not licensed in Tennessee, but she's there to, to be the liaison and communicate uh, between the two parties. And and, um, and so I get that. But I, I kind of felt like that the property was going to die after that happened. Um, but I got a message from him. Uh, about seller financing we just we talked very general term we didn't talk terms at all we just said are, are you willing to do uh seller financing and his response was yes i'm in right and then introduced me to the realtor friend she calls me we have a great chat she says you just gotta submit your highest and best um and there wasn't any uh price uh guidance given uh, I don't think she was giving any. I think she did an amazing job, actually, uh, of trying to make the deal go through. And even though she was not going to be compensated on on directly on that deal, um, I think she did an amazing job of trying to make it happen. And probably gave me some advice if I go back and read between the lines and 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 really listen that that I didn't listen to or adhere to. And um, so anyway, I I put out my highest and best. Um. And then, you know, did some follow up with her and with him, even though I was told not to. And, uh, you know, two weeks go by and, um, once again, he, his response is we're, we're going to take, I'm going to take it off. I'm not going to sell it. I think it's what I was told. Hey, I'm not going to sell it. So I've been trying to do a post mortem you know, analysis, how, how could I have I done that better? Because, you know, when, when I had it under contract in 2022, we had it under contract for 300, uh, we tried to retrade at 250 and it, then I felt like I was paying a little too much. And so this time my offer to him was uh, 300, but I'm going to pay you a thousand bucks a month interest only for the next seven years. Right. So then therefore, at the end of the seven years, he's made three hundred and eighty four because there would be a balloon payment at the end of seven years for that three hundred thousand. And he would make three hundred eighty four thousand on the property that is now set there for uh, four or five years, uh, not generating any revenue for him at all. So, um, yeah. And the only feedback was it was, hey, he's decided not to sell the property. So I want to know, I, I, you know, my, my thought is 
um, or my, my thoughts are one of two things. Either A, my offer wasn't that strong, leaning heavy toward that, that portion. B, uh, my offer was so strong that it made him second guess um, selling it at all. Or C, none of the above, and I don't know the full story and whatnot. I, w- I want to know from you. Uh, you guys can text me. You can email me. Uh, text at 205-249-0248 or email me, jjy at w2capitalist.com. What you think I did wrong? What would you do differently? And I especially want to hear from the folks who have successfully completed a seller financing deal. That's like the next thing on my bucket list is to get a seller financing uh, deal. Um, As long as it fits with our overarching goals of what we're trying to accomplish this year. So anyway, I want to hear from you. 205-249-0248. Let's talk seller financing.